Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. The Wedding of Mrs. Fox. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a Grim Reading. The first story. There was once an old fox with nine tails. What? Whoa! 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 So many thoughts right now. (laughs) Who believed that his wife was not faithful to him and he wished to test her. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is the premise. Okay, this is the premise. Yeah. He stretched himself out under the bench, did not move a limb, and behaved as if he were stone dead. Mrs. Fox went up to her room, shut herself in. (laughs) (laughs) I've not got time for your silly hijinks. Shut herself in and her maid, Miss Cat, sat by the (gasps) fire and did the cooking. What? They got a cat maid? Mm -hmm. What? When it became known that the old fox was dead, wooers presented themselves. The maid heard someone standing at the door knocking. She went and opened it. And it was a young fox who said, What may you be about, Miss Cat? Do you sleep or do you wake? She answered, Meow, I'm not sleeping, I'm waking. Would you know what I'm making? I'm boiling warm beer with butter, so nice. (laughs) Will the gentleman enter and drink some likewise? What? (laughs) Sorry, let me get this straight. Yes. Two foxes, one's being plain dead, the other's mourning. A yeah. young fox who quite fancies uh, Mrs. Fox yeah. knocks at the door. Mm-hmm. The cat maid answers. He yeah. says, are you asleep or awake? She says, I'm awake. I'm brewing some beer with butter. Would you like some? Come in, have some butter beer. Right? Yeah, exactly. Where's the confusion? As long as I've got that straight, okay, that's good. fine. All right. And he, he was singing as well. Just to- <laughs> yeah, well that's beautiful. Okay. So she's offered him some, some butter boi- beer. Some boiling, boiling beer with butter. Some boiling butter beer. What what must that be like? Well, we don't have to find out because <laughs> the young fox said, "No, thank you." <laughs> that sounds disgusting. No, thank you, miss. Said so the much. fox. Um, what is Mrs. Fox doing? Ah, it's not interested in the warm beer. The maid replied, she sits all alone and makes her moan, weeping her little eyes quite red, because old Mr. Fox is dead. Oh, no, she's upset. Do just tell her, miss, that a young fox is here who would like to woo her. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Fox, this uh, young fox here wants to woo you. <laughs> Certainly, young sir. The cat goes up the stairs, trip-trap. The door she knocks at, <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Mistress Fox, are you inside? Oh, yes, my little cat, she cried. A wooer, he stands at the door out there. Tell me, what is he like, my dear? Wow. But uh, this is like <laughs> Hamilton or something. <laughs> You've never seen Hamilton. No, I've never Horrifying. seen Hamilton. <laughs> but has he nine tails as beautiful as the late Mr. Fox? Oh, no, answered the cat. He has only one. Oh, then I will not have him. Miss Cat went downstairs and sent the wooer away. Because <gasps> he hasn't got nine tails. Pretty, pretty basic rule. Yeah. I ask one thing of my men. <laughs> they have nine tails. 
Miss Cat went downstairs and sent the wooer away. Soon afterwards, there was another knock, and another fox was at the door who wished to woo Mrs. Fox. He had two tails. Okay. But he did not fare any better than the first. No. After this, still more came, each with one more tail than the other. Yeah, I guess as much. <laughs> but they were all turned away, until at last one came who had nine tails, like old Mr. Fox. <gasps> when the widow heard that, she said joyfully to the cat, Now open the gates and doors all wide, and carry old Mr. Fox outside. Aw, what? That's but, heartless. But just as the old wedding was going to be solemnized, old Mr. Fox stirred under the bench and cudgeled all the rabble and drove <gasps> them and Mrs. Fox out of the house. The end of the first story. Whoa! Yeah. Not another one of these. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> okay, this is a multi-part story. It's a multi-part this story. This happened with the elves. It blew my mind then. Yeah. It blows my mind still. Are you going to read me part two? I have questions, but I feel like... Oh, save them, sir. Save them, okay. Because we are heading in to this <laughs> so to what, another what foxy I like world. It's like, ah, I'm still alive! Beats them to death! And it's like, end of part one. <laughs> <laughs> the second story. When old Mr. Fox was dead, the wolf came as a wooer. Whoa! <laughs> so, I had to, haven't had time to mourn him! Okay, but just to confirm, he is definitely dead this he's, time. He is not just lying under a bench. No, no, he's stone cold dead. Stone cold dead. Okay, and so the wolf's at the door, coming a wooing. Uh, uh, whoa, what? The wolf's coming a wooing. Wo- okay. Wolf's coming, yeah. Wolf at the door. Interspecies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's going nuts. The wolf came as a wooer and knocked at the door, and the cat, who was servant to Mrs. Fox, opened it for him. The wolf greeted her and said, Oh, good day, Mrs. Cat of Kerowit. How comes it that alone you sit? What are you making that's good? The cat replied, In milk I'm breaking, bread so sweet. Will the gentleman please come in and eat? Oh, bread milk. I love bread milk. (laughs) Better than boiling butter beer. (laughs) Well. Oh, uh, no thank you, Mrs. Cat, answered the wolf. Is uh, Mrs. Fox not at home? The cat said, she sits upstairs in her room, bewailing her sorrowful doom, bewailing her trouble so sore, for old Mr. Fox is no more. Oh, no, that's sad. The wolf answered, Oh, if she's in want of a husband now, then will it please her to step below? The cat runs quickly up the stair and lets her tail fly here and there until she comes to the parlour door with her five gold rings at the door she knocks. Are you within, good <laughs> Mistress Fox? If you're in want of a husband now, then will it please you to step below? She's got five gold rings. (laughs) (laughs) Rap, rap, rap on the door. Five gold (laughs) rings. Mrs. Fox asked, Has the gentleman red stockings on and has he a pointed mouth? No, (laughs) answered the cat. Her demands are getting stranger. (laughs) Then he won't do for me. When the wolf was gone, came a dog, a stag... A hare, a bear, a lion, and all the beasts of the forest, one after the other. All of them. But, but one of the good points which old Mr. Fox had possessed was always lacking, and the cat had continually to send the wooers away. At length came a young fox. Uh-oh. Then Mrs. Fox said, again, Has the gentleman red stockings on, and has he a little pointed mouth? Yes, said the cat. He has. Excellent. Ooh, then let him come upstairs said Mrs. Fox, and ordered the servant to prepare the wedding feast. 
Sweep me my room as clean as you can. Up with the window, fling out my old man. For many a fine fat mouse he brought, yet of his wife he never thought, but ate up everyone he caught. Then the wedding was solemnized with young Mr. Fox, and there was much rejoicing and dancing, and if they have not left off, they are dancing still. The end. Whoa, goodness me. My goodness. I mean, that was sheer madness. Was nuts. Who's she to have a servant cat? Who does she (laughs) think she is? Demanding this, demanding that. I think the cat cat was a wonderful... The cat was fantastic. She was the main character, actually. It was actually all about that little cat. She had the most lines, anyway. Well, yeah, and, and if you're sort of picturing it in your head as if it were a play or a scene of a film or something. Mrs. Fox is a voice off camera, yeah. isn't it? You're not, you're, you're not really true. seeing her, you're seeing the cat, aren't you? She gets a little um, song at the end, though, when she's like, sweep me my room, chuck out old Mr. Yeah. Fox. Chuck him out. Yeah. Just chuck out the chuck dead body. Chuck him out. Chuck him out on the scrap heap. <sighs> so heartless. I know. So there, so there were two stories. Yes. Interestingly, um, this is the story before the elves and the shoemaker, which is another one that has first story, second story, third story, where it sits in the the fairy tale Uh, book. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's in very good company, because on the other side, I believe, is Thumbling. So, I mean, it's it's slap bang right in the middle of two two big ones. Wow. But I think it earns its place, to be honest. I think so. We've got the first story and the second story. So, the first story, the husband, Fox, pretends to be dead. Yeah. To test his wife. Because he thinks she's cheating. Now, yeah. that's never made explicit whether she is or wasn't. Or no. wasn't. But it's kind of irrelevant because he plays dead. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. So then she's going she's to... She's going to find someone else. And then he's like, see, you were cheating. Well, no. So, and they come one after the other. It's conveniently, first with one tail, then with two. Yes. And then finally, when was it another one? So it's another fox with nine tails that came yeah, along yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah. It, it should be noted that you might be able to hear in my voice. I currently have a cold. This has happened before on yes, the podcast. It's so true. just as an explanation of my particularly husky uh, voice. You're sounding very good. Uh, so Matt, whilst he has the standard podcast coffee, I'm I'm tucking into a. Uh, lemon-based hot (laughs) painkiller drink. Yeah, don't give them a free plug. (laughs) No, I'm not going to. Thank you, although I'm sure Brits can guess what that (laughs) is. I've just got over a cold as well, so I feel my voice isn't uh, like... Yeah, neither of us are at our best, but... um, But uh, thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so the, the structure of the story is bizarre. Okay, because it jumps around from prose into verse. Yes, that's very notable. But not just when the characters are speaking. No. Because sometimes the they're speaking normally. Like, yeah. No, but not even that, because sometimes the action is in song as well. That's what like, I mean. Shall I yeah. show you the book? Like, I don't know if you want to have a look. It's oh, just so it's split out into like little stanzas. Yeah, but, but some of it isn't. Some of it's just normal yeah. paragraphs, and then it will just become a, sta- a rhyming stanza. I am not sleeping. I am waking. Would you know what I am making? I am boiling warm beer with butter so nice. Will the gentleman enter and drink some? Likewise. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> She sits all alone and makes her moan, weeping her little eyes quite red, because old Mr. Fox is dead. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is fun to read those. Um, 
Uh, it's interesting though. I just thought. I mean, every time we, you know we read a story or something new happens, we're we're just like, this is this is insane. This is madness. And it's I just feel like if it's like the book feels like we're challenging it. And it's like, oh, yeah. have you thought that was mad? Well, <laughs> I'm just going to completely mess up the entire structure of the story. <laughs> Postmodern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really is, honestly. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's really so bizarre. strange. He gets rid of her suitors and, and the, the yeah. wedding party. So yeah. basically, she was, she'd found a fox with nine tails. That's all she was after. Yeah, That's yeah, her yeah. only requirement. Immediately about to get married. Just wedding, straight away. Boom, yeah. done. Boom, that's all she wanted. He jumps in, stops that. We cut to the next story. Yeah. He is dead now. <laughs> he is dead. So we presume this is sometime in the future. They've, they've continued their marriage after he played dead, after that incident where she nearly got married. Yeah. Someone. I always thought of it as a different story, but you're right. It's just, he is, it's the same couple. It's the same couple, right? Well, no, because in the first story... They've got he the same cat servant. <laughs> she, she got employed elsewhere. Oh, that's true. Or it's like an alternative universe because in the first story, it ends that old Mr. Fox drove everyone, including his wife, away. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I totally forgot everyone. that. He's going to bash them with a cudgel and just get so out. So now he's single. Now he's single. <laughs> I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> so what did you get out to recently? I yeah. drove my wife and her <laughs> boyfriend and <laughs> or the whole wedding party away, beat some of them to death. Uh, Oh, okay. You I just got to text a friend. <laughs> <laughs> a special code word. <laughs> well, I mean, he might well be ready to um, date again because nine. I mean, nine tails. I mean, we've got a lot. To, well, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. We've well, got a bit to talk about there. Yeah. So apparently, um, the word for tail in German is Schwanz or Schwanz. Okay. S C H W A N Z. Which has a secondary meaning in German, which is, it means the male appendage. R- right. It's like a slang term for okay. that. So, it, yeah. so it, it might be something of a bit of a cheeky joke, this story. Right, and she only wants a man with nine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it has a different meaning for adults listening to it compared to children. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's so, weird. Anyway, so... So moving on. So, okay, so then he, he's finally dead now. And a wolf comes around. Yes. Yeah, so the wolf quite quite fancies Mrs. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's intrigued. He's intrigued, yeah. yeah he's come a woman. Yeah. But um. he doesn't have red stockings. <laughs> That's such a good sentence. <laughs> the wolf fancies so, the fox, but he doesn't have red stockings. It's no good. It's no good. You can't do it. No. She's not going to have you if you don't no. have red stockings. Thank you. By the way, what are you making? Bread and some milk. Would you like some? <laughs> uh, definitely not. It sounds horrible. What is that? <laughs> what happened to the hot beer with butter? <laughs> is that boiling beer that you melt a little bit of butter in? Like stir it in and drown down it. Do you want the Grimm's recipe for <laughs> Yes, please. I would quite like that. Blood sausage, Blood. hot butter beer, and bread milk. <laughs> Yum-o. <laughs> Yummy. Sounds like a feast. Uh, but anyway, Mrs. Fox is upstairs. She's bewailing her sorrowful doom because she's sad. She's in mourning. Yeah. And the wolf says if she wants a husband now, please <laughs> Look, step below. I'm running quite late. I've got to get to the post office. Just let her know if she would like her husband now, she needs to come down now, please. And then she says, the cat's like, 
Miss Mistress Fox, if you want a husband, come down, please. <laughs> and she's and yeah, and he, yeah, he yeah. doesn't have yeah. You already said he doesn't have red stockings on. No, no good. Or a pointy face. Or a po- pointed mouth. <laughs> a pointed mouth. Uh, so then we get the dog. <laughs> she she's in demand because we get a dog, a stack. A, a, hair, a bear, a lion, and all and the beasts. All, we've I mean, named a few, but just imagine yeah, the rest. We're just, we're just Monkey. Etc. <laughs> Monkey, porcupine, <laughs> little frog wants to go. Yeah, yeah, but he's got no chance. because no chance. None of them have got red stockings on. <laughs> and a little pointed mouth. And then, uh, uh, yeah, and then a young fox comes along, finally. Finally, after yeah. all the beasts of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was at the back of the queue. <laughs> yes, like for goodness <laughs> sake, she's obviously going to pick me. We just get out of the way. <laughs> and then she invites him upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, "Right, everybody, sweep up. Chuck my dead husband down." <laughs> What's her dead husband doing on. in the corner? Like. And then they they solemnize the wedding. Yeah. And and I liked. I really liked the last line. Uh, there was much rejoicing and dancing. And if they have not left off, they're dancing still. Wow. I mean, what's there to say about that story? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, no. well, there's one thing. Um, the very first line of the wolf is, Good day, Mrs. Cat of Kerowit. Yeah, that um, jumped out at me. I thought, what? Yeah. Th- that's news. I didn't know she was Cat of Kerowit. She's the Cat of Kerowit. So can you enlighten me? What is that? No, I can't. I'm what afraid. What is Kerowit? Kerowit? I don't know what Kerowit is. Right, and... I realise we're starting to kind of get a bit of a pile of these things that we don't know. So we had unsolved mysteries. Yeah, we've got we've now got the cat of Kerowit. All I found is someone's got a Twitter handle cat of Kerowit, and they haven't. That's suspicious. I don't think they've tweeted ever. So, but there's nothing else about it. There's no place. Too busy dancing. (laughs) They are. They're still going (laughs) at it. Still to this day going at it. So (laughs) nothing. Kerowit. I can't find anything about Kerowit at all. Last episode, we had the hot poles in Hohenfwert. Where's Hohenfwert? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I also remembered in The Elves and the Shoemaker, I think in the second story, or the third story, actually, yeah. the little uh, changeling says, I'm as old as the Wester Forest. That's right. What's no, the Wester Forest? Don't know. No idea. There's so many answers questions. A, an atlas of mysterious places. <laughs> <We know. laughs> so... Yeah, I just thought I'd confuse matters a little further. Okay, cat of care of it. <laughs> yeah, so it goes without saying, mm. and you obviously agree with me in this instance, I love the cat. The cat is great. The cat's this a cat. great character. The maid cat. I, mean, I, yeah. I like cats anyway. That's yeah. no secret, but no. that's a cool character. We all know that. She's, a ma- she's fantastic. So cool. She's what? just she's great. She, and she runs up the stairs, her tail going... Everywhere, yeah. she's got five gold rings. Can you imagine a cat wearing five gold rings? All that's that bling. Cool, amazing. And also, she's not. You know, it's not a fairy tale. That's like you have someone who's being mistreated, and then they have to go on an adventure. Like no, she, she's just great. Being a she's dutiful just mis- servant. She's but just the servant cat. Yeah. She's having a good time. She's kind of in yeah. control. She's running around, busy, getting stuff done, having fun. Yeah, making bread milk. <laughs> So, Matt. Yes, Adam. 
foxes yes. with nine tails. I know. I, I, We've been here before. Yeah, we have with the with the kitsune. So we talked about the kitsune of Japan. Yes. Which is the nine-tailed uh, magical mythological fox, fox of yeah. Japanese mythology. Yeah. I mean, we never thought I'd see that An in actual... a Brothers Grimm story because yeah. we talked about that completely separately. We just talked about foxes, didn't we? It was we... in the Fox Quadrilogy. Yeah, in one of those right. episodes, I kind of looked into how foxes are portrayed elsewhere in folklore and myth. Didn't think we'd see an actual nine-tailed I fox. Know. So when we talked about it before, I just talked about in Japan. I've since found out that it's actually a wider part of East Asian mythology right okay actually originating in china not japan Ah, okay the plot thickens Mm. so the magical nine-tailed fox first appeared in china in a book called shanghai jing uh the classic of mountains and seas it translates in english okay compiled sometime between the fourth and first century bc whoa so it's an old old book it's old it mentions a land north of Tianwu where the foxes have nine tails. That's the first mention wow. of a nine-tailed fox. By the time we reach the Tang Dynasty, people are worshipping fox spirits in China. Yeah. So it's become a central part of, uh, you know, everyday sure. folk life. In China, they're called, I think, Hulijing or Zhuihu. Okay. Definitely, definitely not here pronounced that. <laughs> good, good effort, though. Which I think translates to fox spirit loosely. Um, okay. Kitsune in Japan. Kitsune, yeah. And Kumiho in Korea. So it's a wide part of uh, East Asia. Right. East Asian folklore. Yeah. So I feel like it was so massive in Asia. Yeah. That it must have somehow bled into Europe, yeah. where a folk story about a fox picked up a small detail of nine tails. So it's like a tiny trickle of this myth somehow landed in a Brothers Grimm story. Yeah. Because there's no other connection. I couldn't find anything. No. There's nothing in Europe about foxes no. with nine tails. So that's the only theory I have. And <laughs> I, if that's true, I love it. That's amazing. It's yeah. great. That's so cool. Amazing, right? It is amazing. And can you picture that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can just because of Pokemon. Oh, wait, wait, Is there get... a Pokemon with nine tails? Yeah, it's, I think it's called Nine Tails. Ah, that would explain um, it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to learn more about Kitsune, or just uh, myth- mythical, magical nine-tailed yeah. foxes, listen to uh, the Fox Quadrilogy. Yeah. Was, do you have any other questions? Why did he think she was cheating? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Get, what? <laughs> he must have got some idea somewhere. No smoke without Just a fire. jealous fox. <laughs> okay, so these twin stories have been included from the first publication of the fairy tales. And the brothers say they chose these as the most important among many variants. Now, the first story is the only story in the whole collection of fairy tales that Jacob Grimm committed from his own memory. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. He knew it from childhood and claimed that it was his favourite story, oh. calling it one of the dearest and most poetic, quote, of his fairy of the fairy tale collection. It's got literal poems in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me, uh, okay, isn't that amazing? Uh, that is amazing, genuinely amazing and to get. Like, uh, we've been reading stories that these guys have written mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. for some time now, and to actually get one of them on record to say. This is my favourite. Yeah, but what? also it's the only yeah, one he contributed. That's incredible. So it stayed with him from his childhood. Yeah. And him saying it's his favourite. Incredible. And it was that one. Yeah. Mrs. Fox. 
Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Not everyone was so happy about it, though. Their friend okay. and collaborator and fellow romantic, a guy called Akim von Arnim, probably pronouncing that wrong, okay. hated it, though. Whoa. For what he considered the lewd subtext. Ah, the nine tails, right. ones, uh, yep. and he asked them specifically asked them to remove it, and Jacob refused, defending the story as quote pure and innocent. Ah, uh, he didn't. He wasn't interested in the subtext. <laughs> no, no, he didn't see that side of it. Probably because, he, yeah, I guess his memory was from childhood, and he uh, had left an imprint on him from that yeah. time. Yeah, and he was quite a proper chap, I think, Jacob. Yeah, Grimm. That's the sounds of it. So that's interesting. This is on Thompson Uther type 65, Mrs. Fox's suitors. Okay, that's quite specific. You're right. It is quite specific, but it's related to a whole other bunch of stories elsewhere categorized in the system. Yeah. That are essentially about widows in short-lived mourning. Short-lived mourning? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, stories about wives who move on quickly or get tested by their husbands. So there's a whole plethora right. of these kinds of yeah. stories. I remember a few episodes back, you said, this is about the time, Matt, where you'd tell me another story and said, yeah. we don't do that anymore. Yeah, I did. Shall we start that up again? Yes. Briefly. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. More story. I love it. Okay, well, I've, um, I've taken the, the liberty. I've assessed the menu for you. Okay. And I hope you like the selection I've made. It's a nice old story from Germany, again, mm -hmm. called Wooden Johannes. Wooden Johannes. It's by Hans Wilhelm Kirchhoff, Kirchhoff, and I believe was published in 1563. Ooh. This is his story, Wooden Johannes. Wooden Johannes. A woman so loved her husband that she vowed not to remarry following his death. Oh. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Thus, she had a wooden statue carved and painted that resembled her husband in form, shape, and size. She called it Wooden Johannes, <laughs> and it was to serve as her companion in place of her husband if she were to become a widow. He's still alive at this He's point. He's still alive. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, I didn't get... It's okay. just in case. It's right. in case I you die, you hubby. I love you so much. Yeah. I've got a replacement for you right here made out of wood. Just waiting. Waiting for you to die so I can use it. <laughs> her fears were confirmed, however. Oh, no. And her husband did indeed die. Uh-oh. After she had mourned in earnest for almost a half a year... Her grief became somewhat easier to bear. <laughs> One evening, she was invited out by her relatives, and she gave her maid orders not to forget to lay wooden Johannes into her bed as soon as he was warm, and then to come and get her. It was her, it was her custom to put wooden Johannes into her bed every evening before she went to bed. During the day, he stood next to the stove. Oh, and then warms up on the stove. So wooden Johannes warms up during the on day. On the stove and then goes in bed and yeah. she's got like a little like... A hot water bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she's gone out partying basically. Yeah, woo! And the maid's been in order to like sort wooden Johannes out. Yeah. Now, the maid thought that the time was right to look after her own kin, considering that her mistress would be in a good mood following her evening out. Therefore, she sent for her brother who was a well-formed and good-looking young man. <laughs> okay. She told him her plan and led him to her mistress's bed. Ah. She then hid wooden Johannes somewhere else and went to get her mistress. So oh. she just laid her brother in the bed. Yeah, I can see where this is going. Arriving back home with her, she lit a candle in the mistress's bedroom and then went to bed herself. Now this Johannes warmed the mistress so well that she did not remove him from her bed as soon as he had cooled down. 
as was her practice with the other one, um, but kept him by her side until morning. No, okay. <laughs> the maid came, as she did every morning, and asked if she should go to the market and buy something. The mistress asked her to look for some good fish to eat. What? Gladly, answered the maid. But if I do get some, I'm sure that there is not enough dry wood in the house to fry them properly. Oh, said the mistress, then use wooden Johannes. He's dry enough. Chop him up and cook with him as long as he lasts. Thus the maid brought her brother to great wealth, for he warmed the mistress so well that she kept him and married him. The end of wooden Johannes. <laughs> what have you just read, mate? <laughs> wooden Johannes. <laughs> what? From like 15, what? 15? What? what is this filth? <laughs> Did like E.L. James write that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a, that's an early E.L. James forerunner. <laughs> yeah. What? By okay. Hands. So did uh. she? Re- she realised then when he was warming her well that <laughs> he wasn't Wooden Johannes. Yeah. So then she was like, "I have no need for Wooden Johannes anymore. Just yeah. chop him chop up, chop him and up, burn yeah. him." And they had good fish. Yes, good, they <laughs> good did. Fish. That's that's not important. <laughs> Uh, there are other stories about fickle women in mourning uh, from England. Uh, there's one recorded from a, a storyteller in Ireland, from China, ancient Rome. Wow. There's even a story by Voltaire. So this is a, a popular concept across the world and throughout time, testing, mm. testing your wife. But it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Like, I, I came across the idea that, um, I think we've talked about before, that um, stepmothers are common in fairy tales. Yeah. Because perhaps women were more likely to die from childbirth, so men often remarried younger yeah. women. Yeah. So in a way, you'd kind of almost imagine it would be the other way around. Husbands in short-lived mourning. Yeah. If you're thinking about that from that historical perspective. I guess. But actually, it's, it's the other way around. It's, it's this unspoken fear that men have of, yeah. of like, I don't know, women being outside of social codes or like not understanding women or just like indulging your jealousy, basically. Well, this is it. These stories yeah. are written by men. Mm-hmm. So it's men's distrust of women yeah. that's fueling this. They, they're not seeing it from the other way around. It's like saying, ha, see? Yeah. You know, I was right to be jealous all yeah. along. Because women are like that, you know. It's, that's, that's the kind of thing. That's my take on it, I think. I agree. And I definitely think there's that element. But, you know, wooden Johannes from another perspective. <laughs> wooden Johannes. Wooden Johannes, yeah. It's about a maid who lifts her family out of poverty in a wily way. Yeah, by substituting a wooden yeah. statue with her brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the missus... The, the also, <laughs> he's like, she explains this plan to him, and he's like, okay. <laughs> Just get into this bed and wait. He's like, hmm, okay. Sure, okay. sure <laughs> Lying there in bed, waiting for this strange woman to come home in the dark. <laughs> He's method acting. Yeah. And wouldn't you, Hannes? And wouldn't you, Hannes? In the two stories we've just read, mm. the first story ends with the husband, like, beating everyone up and saying, get out. But in the second story, it's almost like they give Mrs. Fox the happy ending anyway. Yeah. So it almost becomes more about that. And actually, thinking about it, we've talked about how Germany was occupied by France, by Napoleon. Yeah when these stories were written, and this is part of a resistance in a way, an intellectual resistance to yeah. that. Napoleon's new legal framework was particularly, it's renowned for being particularly harsh on women. Yeah. And it's, it, it has things like, you know, a man can just uh, divorce a wife, like, like just by just like accusing that. her of adultery, whereas yeah. a woman has to like 
jump through hoops to get sure. similar things i think you know your, your children don't technically belong to you maybe like if you die it goes to your husband's like brother or something right. so in a way it's almost telling about the conditions that women face like if you lose your husband you do have to marry pretty sharpish because you yeah. have nothing you have no income you have no legal status in anything yeah so in a way perhaps for women it's a story about how things are Sure. Rather than just a story about men, men's jealousy, like half, see women are fickle. So there's a like a necessity to moving on. Yeah, that that's perhaps yeah, that's it. That's very interesting. Yeah. So actually, in a weird way, there's quite a lot going on in this no, story. No, I think so. No, I definitely think, and there are examples of the mm. other way around. I commented at the time in the juniper tree, right at the beginning, the woman dies, and the man's like, "Oh, that's a shame. Oh well," and then gets over it and yeah. marries someone else. Yeah, who's yeah. Mental, she does mental <laughs> stuff. Pure evil, yeah. yeah. But so it does happen the other way around. That's true. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, that is true. And the very fact that there are so many stepmothers, yeah, and stepwives, mm -hmm. gives credence to that, isn't that? That's men remarrying, isn't it? So definitely, yeah. Um, yes. I do. I, I think the idea is with the wife test that it's it is almost about like a, a wife's fidelity in a way, it's testing mm. the wife's fidelity. Whereas with the ma the males, maybe it's more just like, well, that's just, yeah. Yeah. They're gone, so marry someone else. Sure. Possibly. As yeah, I already yeah. said, there is more to it than that. Definitely more but to it. But you're right, yeah, we have seen that. Um, yeah, we definitely saw that <laughs> with, the, with uh, the, the guy juniper in the tree. Juniper yeah. tree. Yeah. So, this putting you on the spot here, but can you think of any other examples in stories we've read of jealousy? Wow, that's interesting. Possibly Sweetheart Roland. Sweetheart Roland, jealousy. But yeah, she's jealous of... It, it was more heartbreak than jealousy, yeah. actually, I'd say. Yeah. But I know what you mean, these sort of shades of other types of emotions. Like, we don't come across them often. And we notice that kind of sad, melancholic, uh, yearning note in Sweetheart Roland because it was quite unique. It was, yeah. So you're right. I mean, jealousy, I don't think we've... Really? I don't think we've come across that before. No. no. Scores. Scores, then. Did you enjoy that story? Oh, I really gosh. enjoyed it. Did you? Okay, I wasn't well, sure. I, I did. Like, it's quite short and uh, insane. But the fact that I got two stories for the price of one, always happy with that. Good value. Bonus. I got confused at points, which is strange, because it's such a simple story. <laughs> I, love the, I love the character of the cat, uh, mm. the cat maid. I like Mrs. Fox as well. Mrs. She's Fox good. is cool. While all this is happening, Mr. Fox is just lying under a bench, just not moving. <laughs> It's bizarre. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? <laughs> and then leaps out with a cudgel. Yeah, it, it hasn't got enough to lift it to the top, but I think it's enjoyable. I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. Okay, all right. It's respectable. It's respectable, I think. Respectable, but it wasn't, yeah, top-level stuff. It top wasn't top-level. Okay, I think when I, when I first read it, I was thinking, yeah, that was weird. And then I read <laughs> yeah. it again, and I thought, no, I'm not so sure. But actually, by the time I was ready to 
to like read it to you, I was thinking, this is actually cracking good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I particularly liked? I liked it because I liked the, the rhyming and the song and how it went back and forth. Yeah. It had nine tails in it, which had a secondary meaning in German. It had, <laughs> sure. um, it had the cat, it had the wolf, it had the red stockings, the pointy face. Yep. It had a bit of mystery with the cat of Kerouac. I, I, I think I'm going to give there. it... 7.5, I'm 7. thinking, 5. in the moment. Yeah, I'm going to give it 7.5. Excellent. So that's a 14 in total. So quite low for this series, but not that bad overall. No, I, I think that's, that's quite respectable, that's really. A, that's a respectable score. Yeah. So next time on Grim Reading, we are coming to the end of our cycle of stories. We've got the last one, a patron-chosen story. Yes, we do. The Thief and His Master. Excellent. Very exciting. That was... Uh, that was my. That was Matt's choice. My first winning story. You're excited about that? Your first choice in the whole podcast. Yeah, I am. Really exciting. Yeah, can't wait. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to Patreon.com/GrimReading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at GrimReadingPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at Grim Reading Pod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook, at Grim Reading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading, and we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. means the male appendage. <laughs> <laughs>